0: From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Hi there, welcome to the COV. It is a Tuesday, the 27th of October. Really great to have you along for the ride. Hi, Scuddy. how was your day today?
1: It's been fantastic, Nadine. Apart from the markets, I had a bit of a bit of a tumble, but uh, no, it's, uh, it's been a good day.
0: Plumbing three-week lows, in fact, for the local market. We knew that it was going to be a negative session. Spy Futures were pointing to it. We had negativity in New York. Worst day actually for the S&P 500 since September. Volatility rising. But I made the point sort of a couple times today. We knew that there would be bets of volatility, especially as we count down to the US election. And there really was not much for the market to cheer. We had a warning out from enterprise software SAP in Europe, which you know doesn't bode well when we keep thinking that you know tailwinds from covid are going to be good mm-hmm. for all we had you know rising covid cases in europe and the united states things are looking pretty dismal we can't we can't forget because we're kicking our own goals here and stimulus is dead, Joe Biden himself, saying that they'll get a deal done after the election if elected.
1: Yeah, it's uh, Buckley's in none. It's uh, somewhere between that uh, for the chances of a stimulus deal being agreed before the, uh, the election now. But I think the markets had already come to grips with that a little while ago. But uh, yeah, you mentioned that. And then I think the markets are starting to get to the uh, no concern again about the potential for a contested outcome. There was a lot of optimism flowing through last week about you know, a democratic clean sweep, the, uh, the blue wave that's been described. But uh, Trump, as he's uh, as he's done back in 2016, appears to be, you know, really trying to go and re-energise his base, uh, making lots of public appearances and the like. So I wonder uh, if people are getting a little bit nervous about, uh, you know, what potentially could lie ahead come November through.
0: I think people should be nervous, right? To be nervous. Um, we had the swearing-in or the confirmation, I should say, of uh, Trump's Senate pick, Amy Coney Barrett. Uh, We also have Trump really hitting the campaign trail in Pennsylvania, in particular, where Biden has made a couple of missteps, particularly when speaking about the energy complex and the push to green energy, which is um, a thematic that plenty of analysts we've been speaking to say will pick up steam under a Biden presidency. So yeah, it is truly, truly a watching brief. Also though, we've got US earnings season kicking into high gear. A lot of those tech names reporting a little bit later in the week high expectations. I mean, high expectations built into the share prices, and we can draw that line to our own tech names here in Australia. Uh, the tech, Infotech space, uh, in negative territory, I think for the fifth day in a row.
1: Yeah, the longest losing streak uh, since February, I believe it is. Uh, not obviously the latest. We saw much steeper falls during the, uh, the, the peak of the pandemic concerns back in March, but uh, really interesting to go and watch what's going on there. Uh, so many different factors at play like a lot of temporary factors have been helping to go induce the earnings at these companies. Um, people being forced to stay at home obviously help the e-commerce channels and the like but it's, uh, it's just interesting to see how hard these companies are coming off now. Uh, a lot of people warned about the potential of running well ahead of expectations but uh, it has been quite abrupt. Uh, to say the least what's going on there
0: so we sort of referenced a UBS survey yesterday about the buy now pay later space and after pay in particular Um, a lot of our listeners potentially uh, have not had a chance to read that report you've written about it in the newsletter today Uh, we all know that you're not a huge fan of the buy now pay later space Um, that UBS survey i read it in more detail after the podcast was recorded yesterday but um Did it help inform your view or change your view in any way, Scotty? Uh,
1: Certainly didn't change my view, confirmed my view, uh, particularly about the near term. I know there's a lot of uh, longer term questions about uh, the regulation of this particular sector and whether they should be described as credit providers and be regulated as such. But just from a a nearer term perspective, uh, one thing I've been really watching along very closely has been uh, provisioning. And, uh, and growth and I always suspected that the role played by stimulus payments both here in Australia and also around other parts of the world other major markets where buy now pay later operates uh, helped to reduce spending and go and suppress bad, li- bad debt levels that would normally be the case and this UBS survey essentially backed up my uh, my concerns there uh, so talking about I uh, know that uh, more than half of people who use the service uh, were talking about to you know they spent more through those platforms than that otherwise would have been the case. And around about 60% of those same people who use By now pay later uh, services during that period were talking about they would have defaulted on their payments had it not been for a JobKeeper uh, payments. Uh, only one very small snapshot. Uh, There's also very uh, interesting revelation that uh, no one came to superannuation early access. Three and a half times more likely buy now pay later uh, users were to go and access that. And non-users. So I put that all together and uh, it tells me that the concerns that I have about basically giving a false impression of the strength of uh, activity and uh, and bad debt charges at those areas uh, come to fruition. And so I'm really intrigued to see what's going to happen once those stimulus payments are wound back, particularly when we get into I know the second half of FY21, Uh, I think it will be a real informative time to say the least.
0: Okay, well, there's always a opposing view and uh, we did speak with a couple of guests today about Buy Now, Pay Later, one, Emmanuel Dat of Dat Capital, he is very, very uh, pro afterpay. in particular. Um, he says, look, it's, um, it's the market leader, it is the incumbent and it will do well. If you'd like to listen to that, you can access it via our website or via the app. Now we also spoke with a gentleman um, later on in the morning. And uh, he was talking about shorting afterpay in particular. He called it the cult of afterpay. And again, you can access that via our website or our app. Now, via the show notes in this podcast, you can hear Niv Dagen's view on Boral. He is from Peak Asset Management. Boral, of course, had its AGM today, but impressed the market to a certain extent by also revealing an asset sale, a part asset sale, selling a stake in its Jiprock uh, business uh, that operates not just in Australia, but uh, in some Middle Eastern and Asian countries. And also has said that US assets are on the table, but only for the right price. So if you'd like to hear Niv's views on Borel, you can do so via those show notes. Uh, we also had a really extensive conversation with Stephen Helmrich. He is the Chief Economist and Head of Global Economics and Markets Research at CBA, talking about the credit and debit card data, but uh, Ingrid obviously took that interview to the housing market, to the RBA Mm
1: -hmm. and plenty
0: more besides. I mean, It was interesting when we talked to Warren Hogan from EQ Economics, he was saying he actually doesn't think that any action the RBA takes will necessarily move the dial when it comes to this economic recovery in Australia.
1: Yes and no. Uh, Warren's a very smart individual, so I'm not going to go and second guess him. But uh, I suspect that uh, the RBA has got a jobs to go and do, and uh, if it communicates the right message, it will only help to uh, to bolster our recovery. But uh, we'll see what happens uh, next Tuesday.
0: Yeah, really looking forward to that. Goes without saying, being a little bit of a finance nerd myself. Uh, listen to any of our listeners out there that really missed today's edition of the call. Uh, we apologise. We had sort of a big technical issue in putting that one to air. But uh, we love to keep you happy. We love to give you what you want. And so we will be running a call marathon from 12 to 2 p.m. tomorrow, basically just making up for lost time. So two hours of the call, Kashi, and four expert guests in total will be picking apart 20 stocks in detail
1: and I'm really excited about the first stuff uh, First hour of that's gonna be an ETF special hour so we know that right. you love ETFs out there second most I uh, know uh, follow topic on the other platform so uh, that'll be a good one for everyone to go and uh, jot down a few ideas
0: I have this feeling that ESPO will be get brought up in it and, <laughs> uh, and also you know lots of questions come in about um, global ETFs you know tech focused ETFs so yeah that's right Scotty I, first might, throw, hour. I might throw
1: in one about uh, emerging markets ETFs I'm yeah,
0: yeah, why not? yeah, you're bottom of the list now. We've got these questions in. Hey, if, if you'd like to get questions in, um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. You can email, um, well, what is the email address for that one? Thecall at ausbiz.com.au. So that's tomorrow. We may as well stick with tomorrow. Not really any big local data. <clears throat> Actually, it's the Consumer Price Index. I'm teasing you, Scuddy, because you've been telling me for a few days, oh, nobody's going to pay any attention to this one. doesn't mean anything anymore, but it does. It does. That will be headline generating. Um, it comes from the RBA, and it's republished by the ABS.
1: It will be uh, closely followed, but from terms from a market reaction uh, and its importance when it comes to moving the dial for uh, monetary policy uh, movements from the RBA. Moving forward, I, uh, I don't think it's gonna have much bearing whatsoever. It's rare, the, uh, the old uh, CPI uh, release has been notoriously volatile. I actually remember one time when I was uh, working way back at the SFE days, uh, it was such a volatile print one year that uh, it actually went and broke the system. But that was <laughs> that was an interesting day to go and walk in and, <laughs> and explain why some trades are filled in one sort, but mm-hmm. that just, uh, those days are long gone. Not to say they won't come back, but for the time being, this is gonna be a CPI release. that will probably go under the radar.
0: Well, it's no big surprise that some of the focus tomorrow will be on the U.S. election. Alex Turman, CEO of Bondi Partners, will be joining us live from Washington to give us the latest. We've got a special election panel. So think of this from an Australian investment perspective with Stephen Everett, Portfolio Manager at Belvedere, and Dr. Graham Shaw, who's an Investment Director at Orbis. So that's at 9.20 a.m. Hope you can join us for that. We've got that uh, double barrel edition of the call, ETFs to start, and then we'll do stocks with... um, Yeah, with a couple of our our great expert guests as well. Uh, We've got uh, 340 Mark Deuter, MD of Aerometrics joining us. So, a little small cappy special it sounds like again uh, to end the day. We like sort of getting a couple of those um, smaller companies in toward the end of the day. So interesting often what they're doing, uh, often innovative and yeah. Small, small
1: caps aiming to become big, at, uh, you need any uh, no reason why to go and uh, get excited about you know, the, the possibilities in these universes. I uh, know look what happened um, when Apple started out of a garage and now uh, look at that company now. So not to say they're all going to be that we feature on the show, but certainly uh, it's always good to go and see what potentially could be the next. Oh,
0: it would be boring if we only focused on the top 200, don't you think?
1: yes absolutely
0: okay hey listen thank you so much for joining us today whether it was on the live stream whether it's for the newsletter the cob or listening here we'd love to have you along scotty uh tomorrow wednesday already we'll see
1: you then yeah sounds good
0: flexibility is great that's why there's yoga flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too